Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1550. Food Logging by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday and happy Thanksgiving week for those of us in the U.S., and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to today's article as we optimize your life. Food Logging by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. If you'd like to raise your awareness about what you're actually eating and how it affects you, food logging is a simple and effective way to do this. Six weeks ago, I decided to start keeping a log of everything I ate in a small notebook. I also keep track of calories. I wanted to raise my awareness of what I was eating and how calorically dense each meal was. Computing the calories is easy. I use a small kitchen scale to weigh quantities of foods, and then I just ask a nearby smart device what the calories are. Usually Google or Alexa can give the correct response to a question like, how many calories are in 200 grams of strawberries? And if not, then I can just look it up online. Once I've already figured out the calories for a given meal, I don't have to recalculate it, so this gets easier over time. I know that some people use apps for this purpose. I prefer to use the small notebook and a pen. I also don't worry about perfection, so sometimes I just guesstimate calories, especially for water-rich veggies, which don't have many calories anyway. If I'm off by plus or minus 50 calories at the end of the day, that isn't a big deal. I want to keep the tracking simple. In the six weeks that I've been logging, I lost 8.2 pounds without really trying, so about 1.4 pounds per week. I felt no deprivation, didn't skip meals, and always ate when I was hungry. I could tell that I was eating less food and making slightly different choices though. The daily logging helped me see how satisfying each meal was relative to its calories. While calories alone aren't a perfect measure, 
they're a useful data point. Just seeing the calories connected to each meal and reflecting on my satisfaction after eating helped me make some simple changes. I learned that large green smoothies don't give me much enduring satisfaction. They're tasty and I enjoy them, but the satiety doesn't last long. It's easy to make a 500 calorie or more smoothie, drink it, and feel hungry an hour later. I might feel equally satisfied by eating two large peaches, which would only be 140 calories total. Or I'll make a simple shake with a banana, 10 grams of walnuts, some maca powder, ice, and water for about 200 calories. Similarly, I learned that I can easily make a 700 calorie salad, but I might actually be more satisfied with a bowl of brown rice and steamed broccoli for half the calories. I've been averaging far fewer bananas lately, probably just one per day on average. I'm eating a lot more peaches, strawberries, blueberries, apricots, and clementines. A couple of apricots makes a nice little snack for only 50 calories. Peaches have been one of my favorite foods lately. A ripe peach or two is so delicious and satisfying relative to its calories. I've eaten as many as five in a day, which is still only 350 calories. I also love combinations like a bowl of sliced peach with strawberries or blueberries. Steel-cut oats with peaches, blueberries, or strawberries is my most common breakfast these days. I've also learned to be very conservative with oils and other fats, which can be nice for extra satiety by slowing the digestion of a meal. Adding 4 to 6 grams of coconut oil to a bowl of oatmeal adds 35 to 55 calories, but makes the meal feel more satisfying. Same goes for adding one teaspoon of hemp seeds or six to 10 grams of walnuts to a modest smoothie or shake. A little bit of added fat here and there can be a nice addition, but it's really easy to add extra fat to a meal and not make it any more satisfying. I still eat salads often, but I greatly limit the sources of added fat like avocados and olive oil. In the past, I would often have half of an avocado on a salad, and now I just have a quarter or skip the avocado entirely. The tracking is super easy and doesn't feel tedious at all. Actually, I enjoy doing it because it's an interesting learning experience. Doing this is a simple habit now, so I'll continue doing this for the weeks ahead as I keep learning how different trade-offs affect me. Another thing I've learned from this is that I usually get hungrier on days when I don't exercise. I go for a morning run five to six days per week, which burns seven to 800 calories before breakfast, according to my Apple Watch. On those days, I'll typically eat around 2,100 calories. But when I don't exercise, I'm more likely to eat 23 to 2,400 calories. Again, I'm not trying to hold back on food intake, so I eat when I'm hungry. I just found it interesting that running in the morning doesn't make me want or need more food. I actually feel satisfied with less on those days. I've also learned that if I come in relatively low on calories one day, I'll naturally want to eat more the next day. Having a lower calorie day will especially make me feel hungrier the next morning. So I haven't seen any value in deliberately trying to cut calories by eating less. Overall, this experiment is helping me see that more food doesn't necessarily mean more satiety. I actually feel more satisfied with my daily meals now than I did before this experiment, perhaps because I'm paying more attention to satisfaction and thinking about that when I prepare meals. I've also removed any potential justification for not eating when I'm hungry. I've done a lot of different diet experiments over the years, 
including those involving raw foods, juicing, intermittent fasting, and water fasting. And this has to be the easiest one I've ever done. It would be no sweat to keep doing this for several months since it only takes a few extra minutes per day and doesn't involve any kind of deprivation or sacrifice. I'd recommend trying this for yourself for several weeks if you'd like to raise your awareness in this area, and especially if you'd like to lose some weight with relative ease. Lately, I've heard people saying that they've been gaining weight against their wishes while spending more time at home due to the coronavirus pandemic. This may be an easy way to counter that effect while also learning more about your body's responses. You just listened to the post titled Food Logging by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Here's why there's so much power behind keeping a food log. And in fact, Steve said it perfectly. It raises your awareness. You start paying more attention to what you're putting in your body and how satisfied or unsatisfied you feel afterwards. It basically makes you think twice before you eat anything. Here's what usually happens when someone keeps a food log. They're about to, say, devour some of that leftover pie from Thanksgiving. They open their refrigerator and reach for it, but before they go any further, they remember that if they eat this pie, they're gonna have to record it in their food log. That thought alone may be enough to stop the eating behavior. So notice how keeping a food log automatically raises your awareness. And sure enough, when we look at actual studies, they find that taking note of what you eat and how much you eat is a very powerful tool when it comes to weight management. In fact, anytime a person starts to plateau or is no longer meeting their goals, one of the best ways to break through it is to keep a food log. It works almost every time. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a great start to your week and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.